Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, May the 3rd, 2022. It is currently 5.06 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Now, I know it's 5.06 p.m., and I know between the time you woke up and 5.06 p.m. Central Time, you have read and heard so much about the controversy that is swirling around the country today, the big story, the hot topic. And I don't know what you turned into. I don't know if you listened to talk radio today. I don't know if you listened to Christian radio. I don't know if you were all over social media. And you, But I know this, wherever you, whatever you tuned into, everyone had, I guess we will call it a hot take. Everyone had some strong words to say, and most likely their words took a particular viewpoint, right? Either they were celebrating today or they were very upset today. And I don't know how you're feeling, but I know this. There's lots of strong emotions going on right now. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has something to say. And anyone that has a microphone they're using that microphone to talk about it. Anyone who has, well, a social media account, they are posting about it. I, I mean, it's just the topic, and you probably know what I'm talking about, right? You probably know what I'm talking about. I don't know where you were, but basically, I don't know what time it was. I feel like it was getting close to midnight, maybe 11 p.m. Some Someone had mentioned, you know, hey, things are about to get crazy on social media earlier, um, in the Discord channel, and I and I was like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "You know, oh Roe v. Wade." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, this the Supreme Court's decision that will come down some what June, July that will they will release their decision, and you know we'll find out what's it's what's what's the future of Roe v. Wade? What's the future of abortion rights in the United States of America? We'll find out then. Now I don't know if the information had already." came out at that time. And that's why people were saying something in the Discord channel. I didn't really, I just thought, oh, they're talking about what's going to happen this summer and that it's going to be crazy. So it may have already dropped, but at some point, all of a sudden my iPad just started, I mean, one notification after another from every news site, I was, it just started going crazy. And basically it was, well, a leak had occurred. A leak had occurred. Basically this, this is what happened. A leaked draft, opinion from the Supreme Court. So so an opinion from the Supreme Court about abortion rights was leaked, and it seems to signal that the Supreme Court is on the verge of overturning Roe v. Wade or Roe versus Wade. It, it, it seems that that's, that's what this leaked opinion demonstrates and what it signifies, and everybody started going crazy. Why was it leaked? How dare this was leaked? This is wrong. This is a breach of confidentiality. This is horrible. And, and, and of course, people who are for abortion rights, they're furious. They're upset. What are we going to do? People who, 
you know, want abortion to come to an end. They were celebrating. They're like, this is what we've been praying for. This is what we've been working for. This is why we voted for, for uh, Donald Trump. This, see, this is what we've been trying to do. We, we want to end Roe v. Wade. We want to end abortion rights in the United States of America. And it started going crazy. In fact, if you go to the Drudge Report right now, drudgereport.com, you'll see all of these headlines that are in red, and there's just so many of them. End of the row, R-O-E, our end of the row, opinion leaks, hunt for source, breach from the bench, gay marriage U-turn next, decision will allow each state to decide whether to restrict or ban abortions, the 26 places where, where uh, it will be illegal. Uh, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, uh, wants a brawl and looks likely to get one. Roberts does not want to completely overturn. Police rush up barriers around Supremes. Protests erupt. Uh, leak stuns nation on three fronts. Who revealed it and why? Reporter speaks about breaking a story of a lifetime. Supreme Court in disarray after extraordinary breach. Pelosi and Schumer slam one of the worst decisions in history. And I mean, it just goes on. I mean, there's one headline after another, after another, after another. It's just absolutely crazy right now. So I I asked some of the people in the Discord channel today, kind of like what there was opinion. I kind of stayed out of it, just let people talk because I just wanted to hear. And I I was like, what, what do I do today? So then I had to, at some point I had to stop and go, what do I do? I mean, I have a microphone waiting for me upstairs, right? As soon as I walk up the stairs, here's the microphone. It's sitting here waiting for me. Here's, here's the computer. It's sitting here waiting for me. All I have to do is reach over and hit one button and I'm live on the air. So what, what do I do? Because my, I, what I really wanted to do was to walk up the stairs this evening and well, talk about things related to Matthew 24. Talk about things related to Matthew 24, verse 15, and the abomination of desolation and the Antichrist. And I was going to possibly do a, a sermon review, and I still may get to that. There's other things. We need to get back to the imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis because we're in a really weird section of the chapter. We need to get to that. Oh, I need to finish our discussion about drawing a distinction and the difference between our position in Christ versus our, 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 our practical life and our practice. There's just, I mean, I always have like, so I have a stack of, of news stories to talk about and, and devotional content and Bible studies. There's so many things. So in some ways I was just going to come up here and say, well, I'll just turn on the microphone and just ignore everything. I mean, I mean, there's a, I mean, everyone's already offering all of their opinions, but then I thought, you know what? I, can I, can I just sit down and act like, well, I don't know. The world's going crazy right now and everyone's yelling and screaming at each other. Um, I looked around on the internet and just, it's just, man, debate and arguing and debate and arguing. And I'm just like, this is crazy. So what can I do? What, what can I hope to accomplish right now? Well, I, 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 don't, I don't really know what I, I don't even know what I hope to accomplish. I guess what I'm going to try to do is just try to bring maybe some kind of clarity to all of this, give us some specific reminders, and then maybe just try to point you what I think is in a better direction. Okay, so I'm going to use an, an article here 
that at least offer some basic information of what has happened. Uh, The headline for this article is what the leaked Supreme Court draft means for the fight over abortion. What the leaked Supreme Court draft means for the fight over abortion. All right. I'm going to just go through some of this. Some of this I may agree with. Some of this I may disagree with. But just to give you kind of a basic idea. Well, before we even do that, before we even do that, let's do this. When uh, so this, I started following the story again around um, around eleven midnight. And I think at about two a.m. I finally like that's it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna. I was listening to anything and everything. Um, but then when I woke up, turned on Christian radio, and this is what I heard. This was uh, what about eight uh, thirty this morning. After I had gotten up, I taken a shower, think got you know, got some breakfast. I think it was around eight thirty a.m. and I heard this. American Family News, almost to you. The stunning leak of an alleged Supreme Court draft opinion signaling the end of Roe versus Wade is sparking outrage among conservatives. Fox's Laura Ingram. No matter what you think about this outcome, the leak itself represents a shocking and unprecedented breach of the court's confidentiality. It is not up to a law clerk to decide when the decision of the court will be announced in what is a naked attempt to try to change the outcome before the final opinion is issued. Fox Nation host Tommy Lahren thinks this was an intimidation tactic. And also a distraction tactic here. I think that the only way the Democrats have a chance in November is if they rile everybody up, get people to the polls with these emotional, cultural issues. Of course, abortion is one that's going to be very high emotion, very intense for the country. This is their effort to distract from everything that's going wrong and play to the heartstrings of those, especially on the left, that this this issue is so important to. And I think we're going to see the summer 2020 reignited with protests. And dare I say, an insurrection. I know that's a dirty word, but uh, I think we're going to see a lot more to come this week. All right. Now, I just got to jump in right there because like, you know, the Democrats are, are going to are going to get everyone emotional about cultural issues to get them to vote. You do realize Republicans do the exact same. Get everyone emotional about a cultural issue. Oh, critical race theory or whatever. Oh, you know, whatever the case may be, get them riled up, get them to the, to the polls. Every political party looks for anything that will, that will energize and get people emotional enough to get off the couch and go vote. Every side does that. So yes, maybe. Obviously the Democrats, now that it was leaked, whoever leaked it, whatever their purpose is, I do 1000% completely agree that this is going to absolutely spark and motivate anyone who is pro-choice to do everything in their power, to vote, to vote, to vote, to vote, to protest, and do everything in their power to try to protect Roe v. Wade or to try to put something in its place that will protect abortion rights. Those who are against abortion, many of them are celebrating right now because they think, well, this, this could be, the, this is what we've been waiting for. This could be the end of Roe v. Wade. So everyone right now is emotional. Everyone is upset, but it just, it just shows you that right now there are strong emotions on all sides. Let's listen to just a little bit more of what I heard this morning. The head of the Department of Homeland Security is being accused of directly lying to Congress. Alejandro okay. Mayorkas. In- 
All right, I'm sorry. They move on to a different. They move on to a different story right there. So that that was the first thing I heard this morning, and just showed you that you know immediately that there was you know there was lots of emotions and lots of strong opinions. So what can I do today? Well, I could sit here and play audio clip after audio clip, and we could take it apart, and I could review them, and we could spend hours doing that. Maybe and maybe we'll look. I don't think obviously we're going to be talking about this story off and on probably for the next all probably all the way to the midterm elections. So I'm going to just pick and choose when to talk about it based off what a, a lot of you are either struggling with or questioning. Um, I'm going to just. We'll just see. Uh, each day will dictate what I need to do, but I'm going to try to make sure that whenever I do turn on the microphone and talk about it, I can offer something hopefully that will be beneficial. So let's just go through some basic information here, and hopefully I can help. Hopefully I can offer something here that will be beneficial. All right. So here's the basic story: a leaked draft opinion signals that the Supreme Court is on the verge of overturning Roe v. Wade. Politico reports. They have received a copy of an initial draft majority opinion uh, that has been circulated inside the Supreme Court and that strikes down Roe v. Wade. No draft decision in the modern history of the court has been disclosed publicly while a case was still pending, notes Politico. So this is a, a major thing that a draft decision basically has been leaked before um, the case, while the case is still pending. that that It's a significant thing, and it raises questions like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Does any side want that to happen? Because just think about this. This is very important. Because we do need to understand how this impacts everything. The Supreme Court is not making a decision yet, right? So now that this is released now, before the decision is final, in other words, the case is still pending, well, now this just sets everyone into a frenzy. And let's say, okay, if you're pro-choice, right now you're losing your mind and you're calling your congressman, your senator, you're calling everyone going, what are you going to do now? Let's not even wait till June. Let's not even wait till July. Let's not wait until the official decision is released. Start doing something right now. Start passing every law that you can right now. Do What can we do? How can this be fought? And, and immediately... And so, obviously, if you are against abortion, you're like, well, wait a minute. This leak is going to possibly hurt the the way this decision could be handed down because people are already now going to start doing things to they can to fight against this decision. So everyone's going everyone's to be upset. You would want the court's deliberations to be, in a sense, kept private until the official decision is released. So I think it should bother everyone on every side, because if it doesn't hurt your side now, well, the next time something like this happens, it could hurt your side. And we want it to be fair and and, and handled in some kind of way, shape, or form. As the Influential Court Analysis site The SCOTUS blog says it's impossible to overstate the earthquake this will cause inside the court in terms of the destruction of trust among the justices and staff. This leak is the gravest, most unforgivable sin. That's according to an influential analysis site who analyzes the Supreme Court and everything's going on. They're saying this is, so there's going to be some, possible very negative and destructive consequences from it. You can see whether you agree or disagree. The draft opinion, which runs 98 pages, is for the case of Dobbs 
versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, one of the most important pro-life cases in a decade. Uh, The draft of the majority opinion is a strong rebuke of Roe v. Wade, the landmark decision that made abortion legal in all 50 states. Uh, We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. And this is written in the draft opinion. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision. What this means. Here's some of what we can reasonably infer from the leaked document. The leaked draft does not mean that the court has decided to overrule what Roe. In deciding a case, the justices hold a preliminary vote shortly after hearing oral arguments. A member of the majority is then assigned to write a draft of the court's opinion. The draft can also be amended or changed based on the input of the other justices on the majority side. However, as the United States Court's website points out, on rare occasions... In close cases, cases, a dissenting opinion later becomes the majority opinion because one or more justices switch their votes after reading the drafts of the majority and dissenting opinions. No opinion is considered the official opinion of the court until it is delivered in open court or at least made available to the public. So what we need to, everyone just needs to calm down and just realize no official decision has been made. And even though we have this draft, people could change their mind after reading the draft. So we've got to be, let's at least make sure you can be, if you are against abortion, you can be optimistic. But just remember, no official decision has been handed down. So you have to wait and see what is actually going to occur. The opinion of the court on the Dobbs case will not be final until the majority ruling is made public, which is likely to happen sometime before the end of June. So it may be the end of June before we finally get the official decision. It may be what has been leaked. What is leaked may be an absolute accurate picture of what's going to happen, but we don't know yet. So be very careful about, because I've seen a lot of people on the internet making statements as if it's a, it's a done deal. Roe v. Wade is over. It's finished. It's destroyed. And you're like, slow down. Okay. No official decision has been made that that everyone just needs to, to think about that and realize that it does send a strong signal that a majority of the justices have decided to overturn Roe. Those of us who oppose abortion should be cautious about relying too much on an unofficial draft that hasn't been approved by the court. Still, there are significant reasons to be optimistic about the outcome in the case. As Politico says, and as the document itself reveals, the draft is a full-throated, unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision. I quote, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. And and far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. that's, That's from the leaked decision. Please hear that. It's time to heed the Constitution 
and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. This seems to indicate, at least to me, and I think most people agree, that they're going to say, instead of being a federal decision, now each state will decide. Let's go back to each state. That state, they elect representatives, and those officials are to represent the will of the people in the state. And then they are to pass that which the people in the state would want. So if it goes back to the states, this is so very important, and I may repeat this a hundred times before we're done, okay? So the first thing I just want you to realize, there is no official decision. So everyone going crazy on either side needs to take a deep breath and it's still wait and see. But if, if the, the leaked decision is an accurate picture of what's going to happen, then it appears Roe v. Wade will be overturned, but then the decision of the legality or the right to abortion will be given to each individual state. Now, some people will go, yay, that's wonderful. But just think this through. You've got to think this through, okay? Now, I want you to hear, hear, this is very important. Yes, I'm against abortion. Yes, I believe abortion is the ending of a human life. But this is very important. I could sit here and get all excited that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. But let me just pull up a map. Let me pull up a map right here. I was looking at this earlier. All right, if I pull up a map of what most likely is going to happen in a post-Roe v. Wade world, most likely abortion would be immediately banned in 23 states, right? It looks like the ones that would be banned in would be Indiana, Wyoming, Utah, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, Montana, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, and Michigan. Those are places where it's almost guaranteed it's going to be banned. Where it's going to be restricted is probably Nebraska, Kansas, Indiana, West Virginia, Virginia, Florida, uh, maybe Pennsylvania, uh, maybe one other place where it'll be possibly restricted. Uh, then it's going to be, there's going to be a number of states where it's going to be protected. Basically, abortion rights are going to be protected. And that's going to be uh, places like Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, Montana, Colorado, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, New York. Um, there's there's a couple of Massachusetts, Rhode Island. Um, there's going to be a number of other locations where it's going to be basically protected. So on one hand, you could say, yes, this is going to end abortion. And look, for every life that is saved, yes, I'm going to celebrate and be happy about. But but we, we've got to make sure we understand this. This is not going to end abortion. So for example, someone lives in Texas, they need an abortion, they'll just be able to go to Colorado. Right? Someone living in Nebraska, they can just go over to Iowa. Someone living in South Dakota, they could go to Minnesota or Montana. Someone in North Dakota, they could go to Montana. Uh, I, I mean, uh, someone in Idaho could go to Oregon or Montana. Someone in Wyoming could go to Montana or Colorado. Someone in Utah could go to Nevada or Colorado. Someone in Arizona could go to California, Nevada or Colorado. 
If so, I mean, uh, I mean, you just got all. There's going to be these states where people could get to without too much difficulty. Without too much difficulty. So uh, let me make it very clear. First of all, this is. I want to make this very important. The the we do not have an official decision. We do not have an official decision. If what we think we have a leak, and if what the leak is giving us is an accurate picture, then that means the states are going to make the decision. All right, so number one, we don't have an official decision. We just have a leak. Number two, states, it looks like, will be the ones who make the decision. And number three, that means even if your state bans it, all someone has to do is go to another state in order to get an abortion. And it was announced that, uh, I believe, Amazon, I think I have the news article right here, that Amazon, I believe, is going to, let me see here if I can find it. I had the article. Um, I think they're going to give up to $4,000 a year for like travel and other things. And they, and that would be like travel for certain medical things, which would include abortion. So, I mean, that would be a major company saying, Hey, well, you know, we're going to give you up to $4,000 if you need to travel to get an abortion. That means that no matter, no in other words, there's going to be ways for people to get an abortion. All right. There's going to be ways for people to get an abortion and there's going to be and immediately there's going to be a fight to try to find ways to stop this. There's going to be all kinds of arguing and fighting. Yeah, I don't have the, the article currently in front of me, but yes, I think it's going to be four thousand dollars annually that can be used for like health and travel. And uh, you could use it to travel to get an abortion. So that. That, that's not going to stop anything. So let's let's make sure we go through this. So what have we got so far? Number one, that we don't have an official decision. We have an leak. If the leak is accurate, then the states will make the decision. If the states, states make the decision, there will still be plenty of states where it is completely legal. And they're probably going to try to pass laws to protect abortion. And they're going to basically be, you know, sanctuary cities for people seeking an abortion. Now, there's going to be a fight to try to stop that. There's going to be a fight to try to end that. But just make sure we understand that that it's go, that's how it's going to work. And here will be the question. Okay, so let's say that abortion drops dramatically in Texas because Texas bans it. So it comes to zero. Yeah, but how, how much does abortion increase in Colorado? If the increase in Colorado basically negates the complete banning of it in Texas. In other words, if the abortion numbers continue to be the same, then all you've done is you didn't stop abortion. You just moved where abortion occurs. You didn't stop it. You just changed where it happened, right? In other words, you didn't necessarily save lives. You just changed the location in which, where those lives are brought to an end. So we've got to make sure we at least understand exactly how this is going to go down. It's going to go to the states. So number one, again, again, I'm just going to keep repeating these. We don't have an official decision. We have a leak. That leak seems to indicate that it's going to be given to the states. Those states will have to make a decision. Number three, we absolutely know there's going to be certain states that are going to come in immediately and say, oh, we're protecting abortion. You can come here. So there's going to have to either be like, 
<laughs> trying to ban people from traveling to get an abortion. Who knows how that's all. There's going to be all kinds of arguments, but you should be prepared for this. That means every state election is about to become a full-blown culture war. And if it is true, if, now I want you to hear what I'm about to say, if it is true, because depending on the studies you read, if it is true that the majority of Americans support a woman's right to get an abortion, if that is true, then what you're going to see is people who probably have never voted never cared to vote, are going to get fired up and get registered to vote because they're going to do everything in their power to overturn uh, their state's ban on abortion. So that could mean that it could lead to a lot of Republicans and conservatives being voted out if the majority of the people in a state actually want a woman's right to be protected. That That's how they're going to view it. So this could have a profound impact on every election going forward, all right? But it looks like it's going to be given to the states, all right? Now, at the near the end of the draft, we read this. We do not pretend to know how our political system or society will respond to today's decision overruling Roe and Casey. And even if we could foresee what will happen, we would have no authority to let that knowledge influence our decision. We can only do our job, which is to interpret the law, apply longstanding principles, and, and, de and decide this case accordingly. We therefore hold that the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey must be overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion must be returned to the people and their elected representatives. Right? Okay. Um, uh, yes, someone uh, someone just made a comment. I'll try to get to that comment in a minute because I don't want to get uh, detoured in a minute, but I definitely will come back to it. Um, so, but again, in this leaked decision, it's going to return it back to the people, back to elected representatives, back to people, uh, or back to the states. And and I'm telling you, that's going, that's, you can ban it all day in one state. If the state right next to next door to you makes it legal, are you going to ban people from traveling from one state to another state in order to get it? I think there's going to be an attempt to do that. I don't think a lot of people, I think there will be a major pushback and then the elections are just going to become absolute, just insane. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is this is not going to stop the fight. This is not going to end abortion in any way, shape or form. Um, I don't know how it will impact numbers. I don't know. Now, look, for every life saved, every life saved, I'm going to support it because I believe abortion is the taking of a human life. So I, I want lives to be saved. I just don't know in this particular case how it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, hey, you're, you're I mean, you're, you're in one state and right next door to you, the other state's like, no, come here. Well, then people will just, in many cases... If, in some of those places, some of those states, it would just be a, a you know a couple of hours drive. And if and if companies like Amazon are going to give people up to four thousand dollars a year, so that they could use that money to travel to get an abortion, well, I mean, then if companies, if there's going to be major companies who make that like a a benefit, well, then then people will have access to it. They will just have to go through the travel to get 
to where they want to go to have it done. Which, yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there's lots of legal issues that are, that are going to have to be worked out. All right. Then they, they offer some more opinions here. Okay. Uh, they do say this. The leak was likely done to influence the court's decision. I think we can agree there. As a law professor, uh, Jonathan Turley notes, if this is a true copy of the draft opinion, it's hard not to view this as a malicious act. What is the motivation of releasing such a decision? The only intent of such a leak is to trigger a response from outside of the court. And as Jason Keith Allen, president of Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary says, few things would make me happier if the court's decision proves true, but mark it down. This revelation is an unprecedented leak to prop leftist outrage and public mayhem and attempt to cause justices to blink before the decision is uh, formalized or finalized. And I, I agree. Uh, this, this leak clearly, uh, you, we, can, we can assign all kinds of malicious intent to the leak. There's no question about it. This is going to come. Maybe it's going to cause one of the Supreme Court justices to change their mind and go, you know what? I'm going to change my mind. Who knows? I know this. It's going to to basically mobilize every pro-choice person in America to do everything in their power to start figuring out, okay, how how can abortion rights be defended and protected after Roe v. Wade is overturned? And whether they were thinking about it before, they're thinking about it today, which is going to lead to many of these states passing laws to protect it. All right now, this is very important. If the court does overturn Roe, it will be one of the most significant acts of justice in modern history. But the ruling will bring only a change of direction, not an end to the fight over abortion. Some politicians are already gearing up for the next skirmish. Congress must pass legislation that codifies Roe v. Wade as the law of the land in this country. Now, Bernie Sanders wrote on Twitter. So there's Bernie Sanders like right now, we've got to we've got to pass legislation right now that codifies Roe v. Wade as the law of the country. Can they do that? And what would that oh, I mean, how does that work with the Supreme Court? Like what what happens there? Um, and if there aren't 60 votes in the Senate to do it, uh, and there are not, we must end the filibuster to pass it with 50 votes. In other words, this could trigger some massive changes in Congress and Senate, and who knows? I mean, this is about to get ugly. Like, just be prepared. It's about to get ugly. Legalized abortion may soon become an issue that changes based on who controls Congress or the state legislator. That's what's going to happen. Instead of fighting, worrying about federal election, it's going to be about who's in Congress and who's on our state legislator. Change that. Then the state changes. Then the state just changes the, the rules on abortion. In some states, voters may believe that the abortion right should be more, uh, should be more, even more extensive than the right Casey and Roe recognized. Um, voters in other states may wish to impose tighter restrictions based on their belief that abortion destroys an unborn human being. Our nation's historical understanding of ordered liberty does not prevent the people's elected representatives from deciding how abortion should be regulated. Once again, just that's from the leaked uh, decision, from the leaked opinion. Just rem That's just once again saying it's going to be up to each state. It's going to be up to each state. That's where this is going. 
It's not going to be the end of abortion. It's going to be the end of abortion based on each state's decision. For some states, it will be a ban. Other states, it will not. I'm going to continue to just state that. Currently, four states, Mississippi, Louisiana, North Dakota, and South Dakota, have triggered laws that will immediately ban abortion if Roe is overturned. On the opposite side, eight states already protect abortion in their constitutions. Alaska, California, Florida, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Montana, New Jersey, and New Mexico. While eight more, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Maine, Maryland, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington, protect abortion by state statutes. So already, there's some that are going to protect it. Others are protecting it in different ways. There's going to be a, a lot of states that seek to protect it. That's just the way it's going to go. None of this will be news to longtime pro-life activists, but there are many pro-life Christians, maybe even the majority, who think that overturning Roe will put us in the final stage of the culture war over abortion. <laughs> that's not the case. That, that, that's not the case. Those who think that are just wrong. This does not, this will not end abortion. This simply will now allow the states to decide. Maybe you're in a state that will end it. And you may feel some moral satisfaction that we ended it in Texas, right? We ended it in, in whatever state you're in. We ended it. But people can just go to the other state and receive said abortion. Will they do it? Will that happen? I don't know. I don't know how the numbers will play out. I don't know. We, will, we won't know the ultimate impact of it for maybe two or three years. But if, if, we, if we look at the current rate of abortions in 2021, 2022, and then let's say this decision comes down in the next month, and let's say everything goes to, into effect immediately, and all the, these states that want to ban it, ban it immediately, and abortions drop to zero, it may take a year or two to know how the abortions increase in the other states. And does that increase then bring it, the numbers right back to where they've been consistently for two, three, four, five years. If it does, I hate to say this, you didn't change anything. You just changed the state in which the abortion occurs. You just changed the geographical location of abortions, you didn't stop abortions. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this cuts abortions completely in half. And if it does, well then, well, praise God for every baby saved. If it doesn't, then what did you, what, 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 what happened? And I, I think what, what many people need to be prepared for is that you may, in a sense, you may, in a sense, now have just unleashed a lot of people who haven't voted before registering to now try to vote out your Republican congressman, senator, governor, and there's there's going to be maybe even more Democrats. I don't know if it's going to unleash a Democratic progressive wave across the country. Maybe it will. Maybe it will not. I don't know. But it's something we have to be definitely on the lookout for, All right? So it's it. We don't have an official decision. If the leak is accurate, it's going to become a state decision. If it becomes a state decision, there will be states that will immediately ensure that abortion is protected. 
Therefore, you're not ending abortion, and it's going to make each state election now an absolute crazy culture war. All right, so here's some concluding thoughts. When all of these fights ensue, oh, you've got to hear what I'm about to say. When all of this just starts unraveling and there's fighting and arguing and screaming, Christians are going to be very tempted to get right in the middle of that. Remember, we can't allow all of this noise to distract us to what we ultimately must be focused on, which is sharing and presenting the gospel to anyone that we can and discipling Christians. That is what we're called to do. And and again, I cannot stress it enough. Ultimately, you can pass all the laws you want. You can ban procedures. You can do all of these things. But if you do not change the hearts of people, if the hearts of people, if their morality does not change, they will ultimately rise up and cast off whatever they will cast out whoever political leaders who are going against their will, they will throw out, they will throw off, and they will ultimately get back to what they want. So if you don't change the hearts of people, you may get a temporary victory, but sooner or later, the majority is going to rise up and say, no, we're not going to have you telling me what to do or what I can't do, and we're going to pass laws that I can do what I want to do. That, 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 that's where we're going to go. So the battle, the battle for any cultural issue, let me make it, the, the battle for any cultural issue is not one at the Supreme Court. It's not one uh, with the governor, with a senator, with a congressman. It's not one in politics. It's one through the preaching of God's word, people being converted then discipled and then taught to obey everything which God has commanded. That's the only hope of change. That's that I think is the biblical perspective. So everyone's going to be yelling and screaming. Try to have a level head and try to remember don't lose focus. Now someone posted something in the chat, and it is a a, a it is a common perspective. I may have a different take here, but hopefully they will at least listen to me. It says, last things Christians need to do is to try to take rights away from other people, which is a goal for the loud abortion ban Christians. Now, I do understand that Christians have a tendency to want to, we want to take the rights away from other people, and then we get mad when people want to take the rights away from us. I do understand that logic, and I completely agree with it. However, I do believe abortion is in a different category. Let me explain. I'm a Christian but I want to take away the rights from anyone breaking into my house, killing me or my wife. I want to take away the rights from anyone to get into a car drunk and kill anybody. I want to take away the rights from people who seek to do harm and kill people because they're taking away the rights of other people to live. I think abortion is in a unique situation because abortion is the taking of a human life. So taking away the rights of someone to end another life, to me, is not only consistent with a biblical worldview, it, to me, it just makes sense from a human rights perspective. If that, now, if you don't believe it's a baby, 
and you don't believe it's a life, well, then of course you're you're just you're 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 pro- you're taking away the rights of someone to remove something in their body that they don't want to be there. But if it's a life, then that's when it takes on a different category, right? Because I think as Christians, we want laws passed to prohibit and take away rights from people to kill, to murder, to rape, to molest. I mean, we can go on and on and on and on and on to steal. We we want, no, you don't have the right to do that. And if you do that, you go to jail. We, we, we do that with everything. If abortion, and so it really comes down to how do you view what's inside the woman? Is it a life or isn't it? And I don't even think to me this is a religious issue. I think to me, first and foremost, it's do we believe that murder is wrong? And if is that a life? If it's a life and we believe murder is wrong, then we have to protect the life. So, and typically I agree that Christians sometimes want to take away the rights from others. And when we start taking away their rights, we are ultimately taking away our own rights. I completely agree with that philosophy. But when it comes to murder, killing, stealing, burning down someone's property or whatever the case may be, that's where I would draw a distinction. And I think we have to at least consider that distinction. But that's what makes this so controversial because you've got a good portion of the population who don't believe it's a baby. You've got another portion of the population who believes it is. But I do know this, there's some really weird inconsistencies in how sometimes people in the world handle abortion. I'll give you an example. I think I was watching, I think it was New Amsterdam. May have been New Amsterdam. It may have been The Resident, one of the medical dramas. And uh, they were just having this discussion in regards to abortion. And it was really weird. When, when And almost like within one scene, when they talked about terminating the pregnancy, they did not use the term baby. It's just just terminating the pregnancy. Just just I'm just going to terminate the pregnancy. But the minute they the minute they they were no longer talking about terminating the pregnancy, just referring to the fact that the woman was pregnant, they referred to what the woman was carrying as a baby. So like, okay, if I'm going to terminate it, it's just a pregnancy. But if I'm not talking about terminating it, well, now my baby, your baby, our baby, the baby. It's a baby when you're talking. It's still not born. It's a baby when you're talking about, you know, what are we, what are we going to do for our baby? Are we going to, you know, make a nursery? You know, I wonder if it's a boy or it's a girl. Like it, they talk about it as a human being. But the minute they started talking about possibly an abortion, it, they, they just completely threw out the word baby, and now it was simply terminating a pregnancy. It wasn't a baby. But the, I mean, literally, if you, if I had the audio for the scene, it was crazy. It was like within like, like seven seconds, <laughs> they go from terminating pregnancy to referring to it as a baby. And I'm like, well, if it's a baby, then you're not terminating a pregnancy. You're terminating a baby. You're ter- terminating a life. Which is it? That's where the debate has been, will always be. And for some weird reason, nobody in our culture can seem to come to an agreement on that. But it's just crazy. It, you know, a woman will constantly refer to when she's pregnant, the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby is is restless. The baby, the baby. They constantly refer to it as a baby. If a, if a man attacks a pregnant woman, begins to punch her in the stomach area, and that baby dies, they'll, they'll want the man charged for murder. Well, wait, you can't be charged for murder if it's not a 
person, right? So there's a lot of weird inconsistencies in within culture on this. But see, that gets into all of the never-ending debates about abortion. What I want to do here is simply show you that, hey, we don't have an official decision yet. Make sure if this is an accurate representation or picture of what's going to occur, it's going to go to the states. So abortion is not going to be banned. You just are going to have to go somewhere else in order to obtain one, right? That, that's just so very important. And this is going to make every battle, it's going to make every state election just chaos. It's just going to be yelling and screaming. And what my fear is, is that Christians are going to get so caught up into this battle that we lose track that the only real answer is the gospel, And it will be interesting to see. I mean, it's 2022. I mean, I know I'm throwing out a a big, I know I'm going to throw out a crazy prediction. It's 2022. Look at where, where, where the state, what the state of abortion is in the United States of America um, by the time we get to 2025, 2025, 2026. I have a feeling that all of this, feeling of victory that we got rid of abortion by the time you get to 2025, 2026, unless there's a massive change in the thinking within the population, you're just going to see states that maybe have, who will restrict it, who will ban it, will flip and will start providing and allowing for it. And then you're going to just see more and more of the map of the United States becoming more and more pro-abortion and more and more places, because unless the cha- unless the, uh, the minds and hearts of people are changed, <laughs> you, 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 you're, you're, you, you can sit there all day, basically putting your, your finger, you know, the dam is cracking and you're putting your finger in the dam, trying to hold back the water sooner or later, it's cracking and it's going to burst open because you got to change. You got to look at a, 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 a culture that rejects transcendent morality and basically uh, believes morality is what they decide it to be, how in the world are you going to completely convince them that abortion is wrong when they think morality is something that they choose? You've got to change the hearts and minds of people. They need need salvation. And I just feel like the church is going to get lost in all, the, the, the gospel is going to get lost in all of this. And, and, let, and I just, I do have to say this. This is very important. To anyone, to any woman, and Christians need to be, we, we've got to get better at this. To any woman who's ever had an abortion, the gospel is for them too. Salvation and forgiveness is for them. We have to offer salvation and forgiveness even to a woman who's had an abortion, three abortions, five abortions, 10 abortions, there is still salvation. The grace of God is greater than your sin. Sometimes we see people who support abortion, again, as enemies to be defeated, not as people who need salvation. And we have to realize that abortion is an emotional, emotional topic. It's uh, it's ugly, it's emotional. People get mad, people get... They, they cry, they yell, they scream. It gets crazy. So you, whenever you're discussing it, you want to be a voice of, of calm 
and of reason. This is not a time for hot takes. This is not a time for, you know, being braggadocious and, and, and condemning. This is a time for like, okay, man, the world, the, the culture is going to be even more divided and more fracturing and more falling apart. We need the gospel. We need Christ and him crucified to save us from our sins. That's where the focus needs to be. Now, I do not think in any way, shape, or form am I saying abortion is a wonderful thing. I, I, I believe it's the taking of a human life. I hate it. I hate the killing of a human being in the womb or outside of the womb. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of it. We've got to love our enemies. We've got to show mercy, compassion, and grace at the same time taking a stand for what is true and right. We got, there's a, there's a, we got to handle ourselves in a correct way. Very interesting that I talked about, hey, how, how do we handle ourselves? Well, we, can, we, can, we can contend for the truth, but we can contend in such a way that our contending becomes sinning. It's very interesting that I discussed that yesterday Right before the news breaks, that the decision uh, about Roe v. Wade or Roe v. Casey was about was was being leaked, and then everyone started going crazy. It's just you know I believe in God's providence, and God's providence. I was trying to warn everyone: we need to consider how we contend, because our contending can become sinning, and we don't do not want our contending to become sinning. And there are there are, and this is also very important. Uh, because I saw a, a lot of bit, a little bit of this on the internet today, um, there there are believers, Christians, who may have somewhat of a different take on abortion. Now I may think that they are wrong. They may say abortion is wrong, but they may be against the government passing laws. In other words, there may be different opinions. Just remember, someone's salvation is not dependent on their view of abortion. It's based off their faith in Jesus Christ. We may disagree, and we can have those struggles and disagreements and try to try to maybe bring someone to what we may believe is a more biblical perspective, but we, we just got to maintain some level of calm and peace and just not, I mean, it's like I saw today Christians attacking Christians. Republicans attacking liberals, liberals attacking publicans, Republicans, progressives attacking conservatives, conservatives, everyone was attacking everyone. And it's like, this is insanity. Especially considering we still don't even have an official decision yet. But abortion has not, will not be banned. It will only be banned in certain states. Other states will be more than happy to welcome. Now, I, I think immediately Republicans will try to pass some law that will forbid people from traveling to different states to get one. I don't know how that's going to work. It's just, it's just. I mean, there's going to be so much legislation and bills and, and, and oh, it's just going to be, I have a feeling. My fear is that between now, May the 3rd, 2022, and the election, and what twenty November twenty twenty three, right? Is that is that yeah? I think that's when the the midterm election occurs, right? I could be I could be wrong. Twenty twenty four. Obviously, I, I'm not a big fan of politics. Whenever the mid between now and the midterms, I think what we're going to see is that the church is going to become more and more involved in the politics and the cultural war and the gospel 
is the thing that's going to fall to the wayside. And the church is going to be seen more as a political entity than a gospel-proclaiming ministry. That's going to be my prediction. Between now and the midterms, it's going to just be, the church is just going to become, they're going to be seen as a political entity, not a gospel-sharing ministry. And that is extremely concerning. All right, there's some thoughts. I know that took almost an hour. I did not want it to take an hour. There you have it. I I have more audio. I've got more articles. Again, you can just, if you just go to the Drudge Report and whatever you think about Drudge, I mean, basically he just provides links to different, I don't, the conservatives turned on Drudge and I, I really like, what in the world? He just provides links to news sources. Wow. But everybody's like, he provides the wrong links. And it's like, I, I want him to provide links to everything, conservative, liberal, everything, but okay. But um, yeah, Biden is vowing to fix it. Obama's are calling for protest. I mean, it, it's it's getting ready to get crazy. Yeah, it's getting ready to get crazy. I mean, you can just go to Drudge Report and see all of the headlines right now. They're all in red. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. It looks like 16, uh, at least 16, probably around 20 links here that are all in red, um, all dealing with this the fallout of this leaked decision from the Supreme Court that looks like. Um, I hope I hope it was good thoughts. I, I hope so. Yeah. This is one of those things that's a no-win. I'm going to tick off everyone on this. But I, I, I just, yeah. I don't even know what to say today. I really don't. But we will see. We will wait and see and just continue to struggle with this. And uh, I know what, I think what I'm going to really focus on is yeah, at times I'm going to have to address this, but I'm just going to constantly try to get our attention back to the gospel, growing as a Christian, presenting the gospel to people, discipling people, you know, doing doing the work of ministry first and foremost. All right, so there we go. I know I didn't address every issue, every debate, every. I, no matter what I say, I'm going to get, I'm just going to let the emails, the emails are going to play out. It's going to be crazy today. And on YouTube, it's going to be crazy. I'm just going to let that all play out and then address what I need to address at that time. All right. We'll stop right there. We'll probably, I think I'm going to come back here shortly and we're going to try to do something else that uh, hopefully will be uh, beneficial. All right. You can email me your thoughts or disagreements. Uh, you know, I try to be pretty balanced. I don't know what you could disagree with me about, but okay. I guess if you're pro-choice, you're going di- to get upset with me because I'm against abortion and believe that that it's murder. So obviously you're going to disagree with me there, and I understand that. Uh, some people who are uh, uh, who are against abortion and believe it's murder are going to probably complain that, I don't know, that I, who knows, that I didn't do something right. So no, no somebody's going to be upset with me, but you can email me, newsif at yahoo.com newsif at yahoo.com. We will definitely be talking about it moving forward. And uh, we'll just, we're going to try to have godly wisdom and godly character. And just remember, do not let your contending become your sinning. Go back and listen to what we discussed yesterday. We have to conduct ourselves in a godly way, right? That's very important. All right. 
Thanks for listening.